Podcast, a podcast for guitar dads by guitar dads. This week, finally, we duke it out in the battle of 2v4. Dave and Matt go for a drive, and Slash is back at it again. Is it too much? All this and more coming up on the next Guitar Dads podcast. Now, here they are, Matt and Dave. Hello, everybody. I'm Matt. I'm Dave. What's up? Welcome back, everybody. Is it too much? That's definitely... (laughs) <laughs> that's definitely that's just now a piece of it right it's in the guitar dad's lexicon yeah just in the just in the lexicon i also just wanted to say lexicon why do you want to say lexicon i don't know it's just like like unicorn lexicon unicorn i don't know i mean it's one of those words so okay. <laughs> anyway I'm here glad we you're are enjoying it here we are back again coming at you back, back at again what do we got going on this week, Dave? We're finally going to duke it out on this. Dave's been talking about this since we started this podcast. Actually, way before we started the podcast, where Dave's been talking about we have to have a debate about Led Zeppelin 2 versus Led Zeppelin 4. Is there any more Guitar Dad album than those two albums? I think that's about as good as it gets. It's probably about as good as it gets. So it's kind of like an impossible task. But Dave and I are up for it, Dave. But you know, oh, let- we are up for it. And you know what? I'm sorry. I'm going to take you down. Yeah, exactly right. So tell me about what's going on here, Dave. And <laughs> I don't believe you. But tell me what's going on. You know, we started the YouTube channel. There's a bunch of content we posted on the Instas. You want to talk about that? Yeah, we should probably update everybody on the um, on the on the on the socials, right? We got our so if you're watching on on YouTube right now, that's because you're on the Guitar Dad's uh, YouTube channel, which yep. is uh, up and running now, and we're gonna have a lot more content coming. Yep. Um, uh, in the months to come, and uh, and we still got the uh, we still got the gram, and we still got Twitter. So look for us at Guitar Dad's Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure you check us out on YouTube, uh, search Guitar Dads, and make sure you hit that subscribe button, smash that like, comment, all that stuff. Smash you know how it goes. Button. Smash that like button. Smash that like button. Yeah, so so we did. We put some. We put a, a decent amount of content up this past week. We got our memes up there. Dave and I are into the memes, so, you know. And if you have... Oh, we are meme city. <laughs> and if you have meme ideas, please send them our way. You know, the latest one that we put up um, today was... The, the Squire Vlasic vibe. Get yourself in a... Oh, who doesn't like a good Squire Vlasic vibe? If you like pickles and you like tellies, if, I mean, if, or strats, if, this is the way to go. If you're looking to get yourself in a pickle, pick up the Squire Vlasic <laughs> vibe. So you so that, so if you haven't seen the Instagram, you, you get a little sense of what we're doing here. Um, yes. So check that out. I also put up a demo, Dave. I mean, we're doing demos now. What the hell is going on? I put demo up a, is great. I put up a demo of the Neural DSP. We spent a lot of time talking about the Neural DSP last week. 
and I, I've been downloading some of their plugins. I put up, they just came yes. up with the, up with yep. the Soldano SLO plugin, like a model of the S of the classic SLO 100 amp. This thing rips guys, check it out. It sounds great. You can do a free download for 14 days. We're not even being paid by neural DSP. We should be paid by them. We should be. Yeah. I know, but it's just that good. And if you are, you know, if you've been home and you're experimenting with home recording, go to neural DSP. DSP. It's not just that one. There's a, there's a whole bunch of them, and it's completely free for 14 days. You don't even have to put in a credit card. It's actually pretty awesome. Um, so check it out. Again, we're not even endorsed by these. We I wish we were, but, uh, but, but we're not. I like I like when you don't have to put in a credit card. It makes me feel a little bit better about things. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Like I, like I feel like I'm not going to get screwed. No, it actually is cool. They, you basically just download it, and it, you know you download this kind of um, this little app that tracks, you know, your license on it and it tracks that you're on a free license for 14 days and, and uh, then it turns you off after that. But, um, it's pretty good. I mean, these things are killer though. I'll tell you what, check them out, check out my demo if you're interested. And, and the thing about the demo, Dave is like, I didn't do any, well, this is the thing. I don't really know how to do (laughs) post-processing. You know, you know how like YouTubers are always like, there isn't any post-processing on this. There wouldn't be any post processing even if I wanted to. So you're literally, <laughs> so, so you're, so, so you're literally full, just hearing full full disclosure, right? Full, full disclosure. I mean, you're literally just hearing this thing into the into my recording software, and you know, and there's no. I didn't even EQ it or anything because I was like, I want you guys to hear it raw. But even then, I don't think I even would EQ. It. I don't even really know what I'm doing. I don't know what would I do. So, so there you go, and that's how it is. So, I think we're is good that, to go. Is that a disclaimer, or is that like an admittance of guilt to yeah. the entire, uh, all of our subscribers and listeners? Hold, hold on, Dave. I'm getting interrupted. What's going on? Wait, interrupted. I, wait, wait a minute. Scotty, we're, we're recording. recording a podcast. This is a guitar dad thing. Scotty is interrupting the Scotty. What do you need, dude? See, here we go. Let me just explain to the people while you're dealing with with your son. What do you need, Scotty? Yeah, Dave, talk for life. a second. What, what do you need? This is just the life of a guitar dad, right? You're in your room, you get your guitars, you're listening to, you know, you're listening to your playback, whatever it is, and, or you're trying to you do a little post-production stuff, and in walks your son. Yeah, you so Scotty, see, Scott, you, know what he just, you know what he just asked? Like, it's almost bedtime, and he's like, can I have Oreos? And I'm like, I'm recording a podcast. Of course you can have Oreos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the answer is yes. Anyway, so... You should ask what what answer would you like that gets you to close the door fastest? I know, geez, Is it whatever. Yes, yes, whatever yes, you want. You can have you can have Oreos. I thought I built this man cave to be like completely isolated from the family, but they still find me. These kids, it's unbelievable. You, uh, so they so just because uh, I've had my man cave for a while, have you? They, so they they created this new thing and you put it on the doorknob. It's called a lock. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I sh- you know what. You know what? I didn't put a lock on this door. Why the hell didn't I do that, guys? See, you got to put a lock on there. What are you What are you drinking over there? Oh, I'm on my regular Pinot Noir. I drank a couple of margaritas early, so this is going to be wow. a. Uh, this is you know it's Friday night, guys. We're, we, so if this podcast goes off the rails, we know what th- happened. This is why we usually record on Thursdays, just so we can like you know do whatever we want on Fridays, but. You know, we had to push to Friday this week, and so you know, you're getting us a little more boozed up than yeah. usual. That's right, a little bit. Well, you a little bit more boozed up. I'm always boozed up. <laughs> I was gonna say you, that's saying a lot for us. 
So what do you Thursday's think, Dave? My you, Friday, anyway. Do you want to get into this? You want to get? Are we going to do this? Are we finally finally right. going to do this? How do we now, do this? Do I, we have I, like opening arguments? Or okay, let, let's do opening arguments. All right. You have like a two-minute limit. <laughs> all right. <laughs> what is this like an impeachment? Yeah, here? yeah, it's like an impeachment here. <laughs> all right. How about this? I give you. All right. You how go about this? first. I give you a minute. All right. You're going to give me a minute, or you're going to take a minute? Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll do we'll do like a minute. You want me to go first? You sure, go for it. So why? So the argument yeah, the here defendant just, usually goes first. In, so in just these so cases, right. Yeah. So let's just lay it out. So we're arguing here is is Led Zeppelin two. Well, we'll put it this way: which album is better, Led Zeppelin two or Led Zeppelin four? Right now, why do we choose those two albums? Because according to Dave and I, as the guitar dads, we think those are the two. Those are the best for us Zeppelin albums. You could argue there's other great albums. I love them all. I love Physical Graffiti. I, look, I love them all. Um, well, maybe I don't love In Through the Outdoor as much, but uh, but 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 I love them all. And you know, but we really, when it comes down to it, you think about classic Zeppelin. It's two and four is where you get everything right. So that that's why we honed in on those and we're focusing on those. And Dave and I, for decades, have had arguments over which is the best one. Well, but we haven't really, we haven't really hashed it out. We just got. It's kind of like, um, you know, it's like in Johnny Brasco, where he's like, "A Lincoln's better than a Cadillac." I forget about it. You know, it's like, it's like that. I forget I about. Leave your minutes up, but go for it. Go ahead. I, I forget. I like, I like where this is going. I forget about it. It's like not even worth having the argument. Um, so, so. So yeah, so I mean, I still maintain that two, that Led Zeppelin four has more of an a little bit of an edge on two, and for me, what does that come down to? I, for me, it comes down to more of the classic stuff of Zeppelin that everybody knows Zeppelin four that I really fell in love with Zeppelin over Black Dog, um, Rock and Roll, and of course Stairway. Um, I, I just, I just don't think you can beat. I, I just think that's quintessential, and you can't necessarily beat it. I just, I just don't think you can. Um, Dave will have other arguments, um, but I would say, you know, in terms of quintessential Zeppelin, if, if you know, and I put it this way, if you, you know, if you're introducing your kids to Zeppelin, or, or, you know, or a niece or a nephew or somebody young that hasn't been exposed to Zeppelin in the past. What would you tell them to listen to? Which album would you give them? For me, it's Led Zeppelin Four. Wow. Okay. Are you done, Johnny Cochran? Are you going to make me try on the glove next? And if it doesn't fit, <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> okay. You go for it, Dave. Uh, so, uh, what I would say about that, yes. I so let, let's let's just be honest with each other here, right? We're regardless of which direction you go in two or four i mean we are essentially arguing one album is rated a 10 and the other one is rated like 9.9999999 right i mean like they're pretty much equivalent you can't you you really can't have this argument but the guitar dads can and we will uh and i'm gonna win oh but what i would say is so while four is an amazing album has a lot of great hits on it it's it's kind of essentially as a whole album it's in it's kind of one direction whereas two has so many little tidbits that if you listen 
not only just like you know track to track but within the tracks within the songs it's got a lot to offer you know i mean so many different so from us from us sonically it's just so much different than than four right i mean we can't argue that no and it's definitely I, different. I think if you listen to some of the stuff that they're doing on that album it 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 was at the time like unlike anything else that that anybody else was doing and i also think that it kind of set the stage for a lot of what they did later on so um not only just like on their on their studio albums but what they were what they were playing live i mean uh, i don't know that's all that's all i really got to say i think we're going to get into this a little bit more in, in detail but th- that's that is you know that's, that's what, yeah yeah so so i mean these are all very valid points but you know, I'll go, let's just get going into four here. When you look at Led Zeppelin four, how it starts off, right? Black Dog, probably one of the greatest riffs of all time. But, you know, I know that you're going to tell me a whole lot of love is the greatest riff. I'm going to tell you a whole lot time. of love and or heartbreaker are the greatest riffs. Yeah. And those are, yeah, <laughs> this, <laughs> I mean, this gets very hard to argue over time, <laughs> but you know, like we think about like it, it goes into rock, it goes into black dog, which is just incredible. It goes into rock and roll, which is super high tempo and fun. Then you get the battle of uh, evermore that just slows you down a tiny bit. Right. I'm going to stop you right there. Okay. If you're listening to this, and I apologize to the guitar dads who disagree with me here, but when is the last time you put on the Battle of Evermore and listened to it start to finish? Oh, uh, come on. It's a okay, great song. Thank you. Uh, I rest my case. Yeah. You just put the glove it's, on. It's awesome. And you just showed the jury that it doesn't fit, and there we go. Right? No, 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 no. It totally fits. It totally fits. And then it's like the prelude to Stairway. And Stairway, I mean, we just have to talk about Stairway for a little bit, right? How can you even talk about a song that you're not even allowed to play in a guitar store? (laughs) This is the thing. It's a song that is so legendary that it's been banned from guitar store. It's like the quintessential guitar song. And I would argue one of the best, if not the best, guitar solos of all time ever recorded. I'll give that to you, and I'll I'll even I'll even one up you on that. Uh oh. Because if you if you're obviously if you're very familiar with the song, almost one of the most anticipatory bridges of all time leading into that solo. <laughs> like you just you just know what's coming. Yeah, and you, every time you, know, you hear it, yeah, you know it's going where it's going. Yeah, it's really you know great. where it's going. But then you know, so then it's Misty Mountain Hop, which is, you know, one of my favorites ever. Um. And then it goes into Four Sticks. I mean, Four Sticks is another one. That's I would call that a deep track, like a B side. I don't know. I don't know if it ever was technically a B side, but I mean, it's 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 cool, right? It's got a flavor to it. And then, you know, then we have the classic going to California, which is, you know, probably Zeppelin's most uh, famous acoustic song, right? Some might say it's Tangerine. Some might say it's um you know, babe, I'm going to leave you all, all that stuff. Right. But I, I, I would say it's going to California. Um, just amazing. And then, then, then we have what is most, most uh, possibly the greatest like drum track ever on when the levee breaks. Yeah, that, that, okay. I could, <laughs> I could give you that. You know what I mean? So like to me, like all that wrapped up into one means it's like perhaps the greatest, if not one of the greatest um, rock and roll albums of all time. 
But let's let's hear your. So let me let me do. Let, can I let, recap that? Yeah. Okay. Can I, can I can I recap what you just said? Just so I can make sure I'm understanding what you're saying. You think four is better than two because it contains some really cool songs and a lot of them are your favorites. Well, 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 well not only my favorites. Yes, true, true. That the it, it, I think it's a good point. I think well, it's kind of hard for me to argue because two has some of my most favorite songs ever as well. Because I'm just a Zeppelin nut, so it's just the way it is. Um, but but when you think about as an album wrapped up, you put it on, you listen to the whole thing. There's only eight tracks, right? Eight tracks. So it's like you're in, you're out. It's only 42. It's, <laughs> it's 42. I'm looking at it here. 42. That's all you got. And so like, and your just head is blown off by the end of it with oh, when the yeah, levee I mean, breaks. Yeah, that yeah, but your head is blown off with every, almost every single album that they put out. I mean, well, not always, but you're no, always. but you're right. But I mean, I don't know, Dave. I think if you I had argue to, three might be more I, of a. You know, like like I said, I love two for everything that it is. What puts me over the edge is Stairway, and I think you have to put yourself back into your shoes as when you were when you first heard Stairway, right? And like, and when you were first kind of like when it washed over you that first time. Right. And the solo and the whole thing. Right. Um, For me, that's that's what it comes back to that for me. And it's what gives it the the little bit of an edge over too. But what do you got? on this? All right. Yeah, I could could see that. But I know you can can, see it. Can we can we can we talk about like the in terms of the feel, the sonic, the, 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 you know, I I said earlier that sonic sonic value. I think well, no. We talk sonically; they're very different, right? And we can we can at least admit that. Yeah, sure. I think I think two really has that that real organic feel to it. You know, like like two. No, I don't want to use the term. I, I really can't think of any other word right now. But this is not the right term. But four almost seems very produced, whereas two kind of comes off more organic. You know, more organically to me. It's it's, and I think that kind of speaks to how it was written. It was written more on tour. It was yeah, recorded that, on tour. Yep. No, you know, this and it is was kind of just like as as ideas were coming into their heads, they were just putting them down. And then, you know, you you know, you. And they were there. They, yep. No, so that's I right. feel like that kind of comes across on that album, and I I think as a rock fan, I like that, and I, but you know, it's again we're we're comparing like you know we're comparing <laughs> two tens. Yeah, this is a ridiculous comparison. This but, is really but, a ridiculous comparison. But at the same time. You know, like for me, like you, you like reminded me, like, that's what I really liked about, um, about four is that it is like Jimmy Page really came into his own as a producer and the layering of the guitars and the way that he did the work there. Right. Like I, it was just, I mean, he was doing that on two as well. Right. But he was just kind of getting oh, going. Yeah, he yeah. was just kind of getting going with it on two, and I think by the time on four, two he had on two. And you, you read stories about him, and uh, I forget the name of the the producer. Of course, I should know this before we recorded this. But um, you read stories about the 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 two of them, uh, Page and the producer, just kind of looking down and essentially like hitting buttons and figuring out what stuff was going to sound like, and just you know, it's a good it. point. And, I think for Page. I think in four, well, in two, I think Page is is credited as a producer. But let let, let me just Wikipedia it real quick. Yeah, look um, that up. The album, blah, 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 blah. And while you're looking that up, I'll talk to the people about how Heartbreaker is essentially the best Led Zeppelin song ever written. Yeah, so Jimmy Page is credited as a producer for two. And let's see, what, is he credited as that in four? I thought he was as well, but maybe, yep. 
Yeah, so Jimmy Page like kind of famously was always credited as the producer, right? Um, he had an engineer that he worked closely with um, that, you know, they developed a, like a relationship over time. The engineer, his name was Eddie Kramer. Eddie right? Kramer, yes, um, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the first, two was the first album with Eddie Kramer, who was, you know, the he's kind of famously their kind of engineer and did a lot of the studio magic really cool stuff that he did with Zeppelin. Right. Um, so two was the first one and he did that. And so, so, um, yeah, so like, it, I, I think it did. I think, I mean, in my opinion, I think four really showed that evolution of a page as a producer and how he was able to do these tracks. Right. So anyway, I think it depends on what you like too. Like four is kind of minus a couple songs in there. Yeah, four is just like a, a a hard, like a pounding, like blues rock album from start to finish, except for like like I said, a couple couple tracks. But you know, two is just it's so there's a lot of bits and pieces to it, and there's a lot of different sounds to it, and yeah. a, you know, a lot of different things that Page was doing, yeah. and 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 Plant was doing, and and you got the the you know a lot of the instrument, a lot of the like those, uh, uh, you know, drum tracks, the drum solos Moby that, Dick. that Bonham was doing, yeah. you know, and it, it's just what we're, <laughs> we're, again, we're arguing, we're arguing something that we really can't argue. But uh, I just think that if you look at, if you look at some of the, the stuff that came out of two, I really think that that set, the, I, I think that really set the ball in motion for what Led Zeppelin would eventually become as, as they went through their careers, you know? I really do. Sure. No, I mean, look, and you can hear and you can hear a lot of that through the rest of their music. That's totally true. And I, we got to acknowledge, like, the most amazing thing that I remember growing up listening to classic rock in Boston. Here, it's called ZLX, is our classic rock station. I think it still exists, right, Dave? I don't really listen to the radio anymore. I think, it but does, like when yeah. we were growing up, when we we're in high school, we we're driving around in our cars, we would have ZLX on, and I just remember Heartbreaker coming on, and you always knew that they were just going to let the album run, and you you were always going to get Live and Love and Made after it. I mean that's I mean that's I mean how many songs are like that? The only other song that's like that in terms of radio play is um, We Will Rock You and um, and We Are the Champions like Queen. Right. Right. Now a little yeah. a little a little a little bit of unknown information is uh they they've never played live they never put that in their live set. Yeah, least, you know what I have you know, read back that. Back in the day. I don't you know, I don't know if they've if Yeah, they, maybe uh, they have now, but you know that's ex- that's a really good point, Dave. I I have read that in the past that they never played that live whereas hard Yeah, something like Page Page yeah. wasn't really into the song. Yeah. You know, which is kind of and I don't know what all the I don't remember the all the story behind it, but But it's such a rock. I don't think they really saw that as as their sound, what they really, you know, believe themselves to be. And, which is interesting, yep, you know, because yep. it's such a to me it's such an iconic song. Well, like I said, like we grew up listening to it on the radio because Heartbreaker was always played and then it just went into Live and Love and Maiden. That's just the way it was, you know. Heartbreaker, hot with a purple umbrella and a 60s and hat. I mean, that's and just. We were talking earlier today about about the BBC sessions. And oh. I think, and that was obviously, that was stuff recorded from earlier in their career, but. Um, but I think if you hear a lot of the stuff that they were doing live, I think that that kind of stuff is exactly what I'm talking about. That's on too. that kind of organic feel that like mm-hmm. in the moment that, you know, I think you hear that on two and you don't hear that on four as much. Yeah, no, I mean, look, Hey, you know, it's, it's, these aren't bad points, Dave, obviously. Um, 
Obviously they're not, you know, Ramble. Obviously they're not. I mean, not. Ramble On for me is one of my favorites as well. And I love how he talks about, um, you know, Lord of the Rings <laughs> and the Ramble On <laughs> lyrics. I mean, it's just, this is just this is amazing. Like the Lemon song, I remember just playing that nonstop because I just thought it was hilarious how he was talking about squeezing my lemon. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's a that's a that's a Howlin' and Wolf thing, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a, a Howlin' like Wolf a, song, almost like a. Yeah, that, that's a. Wasn't that like a? That's not like really a cover, but it is a cover, right? Yeah, it's like an adaptation, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But you're right. Like I just thought that was so amazing um when i was a kid like listening to that just like what's he talking he's like he's like squeeze my lemon till the squeeze juice my lemon what's this guy what's this is amazing i mean i mean come on it was this guy's quite sexual this- <laughs> i don't think i should be listening i don't to know this. if i should be listening to this right now explicit lyrics but it was just amazing right um you know when i talk about like you think think about it, though like at the time when we were discovering this like middle school early high school like you know rap was really popular and that you know it was and rap was anything but uh, subtle, right? They were just upfront about all like the sexual stuff. Whereas this was like they did it with a little more style, right? Yeah, yes. And I yeah. think that's what we liked it, liked about it so much. Like squeeze Sex my lemon to yes. the juice runs down my leg. It's like, it's like what? This is incredible. So yeah, I mean, look. Now, truth be truth be told, here we are having this argument. Like, how many? Let's see. I can't even do math in my Not head. Not really an argument. See, the, the, the first Led Zeppelin album that I ever bought actually was for way back, way yep, way back. Yep. In the, I'm talking like early '90s, maybe '91. Oh really? You bought, I it, before, you bought it, it before. You bought it before I did. I remember being in a in a music store and picking up that cassette and playing that. Yeah. And I knew who Led Zeppelin was, and I had heard some of their music, but. I, I couldn't stop playing that out. It was just unbelievable to me. And that, I think that really, to I, I'll never forget that moment. And listening to that, I, it was in the summer, and I listened to it all summer long. And it just really defined who I am as a music fan today, you know? Yeah, man. I, I agree with you. I mean, look, this isn't much of an argument. This is more of a celebration of these two albums. <laughs> Right, so we can we can can we finally put this to bed? Let's that, put this you know, to bed. Two, Let's just two, two is better than four. No, okay, no, no, we're not going to say that. We're I, I I don't know. I feel like we say like I feel like we say like these are just two of the greatest guitar dad albums of all time. If not like some like you know at some point Dave and I will do a top five of all time, but you know it's going to be really hard for us to leave these two albums out. I mean, I would probably leave two out, but Dave would um. You know, Dave wouldn't, but that's where we're at on this. But uh. I, yeah, I suspect one of these albums is going to be on that list. But I, I also wouldn't doubt as you kind of rack your rack your brain there, there wouldn't you, you may you may come to the conclusion that these two are going to be towards the you know the four and the five range on that top five list, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Think of some other unbelievable albums that have been but, written. But I also want to bring up something you said to me, like in a text that we had, because Dave text Dave and I text quite a bit. Although we try to save a lot for um, the podcast, but Dave said something where he was like, "Oh, come on with Stairway to Heaven." When was when was the last time you listened to that song all the way through? I listened no, to Battle it all of the- Evermore. I that listened was the Battle of Evermore. Oh, was it? Oh, yeah, Battle of Evermore. When was the last time you listened to that song start to finish? Um. Yeah. Okay. Right. All right. That that's kind of a fair point. But I thought you were talking about like Stairway to Heaven. Or was like, oh, Stairway. No, you never no, turn you, Stairway. No, you leave it on. It's incredible. Store. 
No, I'm not talking about stairway. I was talking about battle. Of oh, Animal. okay. Sorry. See, text. I was confused. Check your texts out there. See, I'm I'm confused about the text. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check your texts. I was wondering why you replied to me and, like are you. Crazy? And I think I, I think yeah, maybe script. I just didn't follow the text problem. I think the other thing that I'm remembering about Led Zeppelin Four is it introduced the symbols. Ah. Like Zoso or Zofo, nobody really knows. You know, the feather, which is Robert Plant. Right, right. The rings, which is Bonham. You still have that shirt. Bonham. I do have my, Zof- my Zoso shirt. You should have worn that for the argument. I should have worn that for the argument. This shirt, you guys can't see my shirt on the screen. I have this. I can't see it. What is I, it? I have this shirt. This is, those of you that know this store will know what it is. It's um, Rock and Roll Vintage, which is a vintage guitar store in Chicago incredible story uh, if you're in chicago well if you're in chicago you got to go to the music exchange but you should also go to rock and roll vintage and check them out they it is i thought you really going to be wearing a, a store. Uh, uh, that pedal uh, that pedal show shirt you know uh, <laughs> fuzz is, all you need is fuzz fuzz, fuzz is, is all you need. need you know what we should <laughs> we should totally get some that pedal show t-shirts i, I think we should yeah let's do i'm, I'm, I'm definitely i definitely need some of their merch because it's incredible and you know i'm sure we would help them out by doing so but yeah so four also introduced the symbols which you know you gotta you know you gotta admit are awesome so yes so that's <laughs> Well, speaking of that pedal show. Yeah, you want to move next? on? All right, we're putting this to bed. Okay, folks, we'll put this to bed. Yeah, you decide. To bed. You know, They're let equal. us know in the comments who yeah, you think we'd love won. To hear from you guys. Yeah, post it up. You know, we do have this we do have this Facebook group as well. We're trying to get off the ground. Go on there and, and tell us what you think. Which album's better? Yeah. This is an interesting debate. We'd love to keep it going. Let's keep it going forever. Never it's never gonna end. All right. But what's next? What's next? You want to transition, Dave, into uh let's transition into the next into the gear world. Okay, so so slash, okay. Is it too much? Here we go with the slash. Wouldn't it, be a conversation it, with Matt if he wasn't talking slash. <laughs> is it too much? So slash is it really too much. So they haven't been officially released yet, as far as I know, but Slash has teased Slash has basically announced on his Instagram and all his socials that he will be releasing the Epiphone Les Paul's signature line, which is exactly the same. I don't know if it's exactly the same, but it's extremely similar to his Gibson line uh, that, that recently came out in the last couple of years. And it's basically Epiphone versions. So it's Epiphone versions of all these incredible Les Pauls he put out with Gibson. So all the cool colors, the the green, which he calls the, Verm- no, not, what's the green called? An- Anaconda. Anaconda, Anaconda burst, yeah, yeah, yeah. the red, which has another name. Um, he also recently put out a gold top, and it's going to be the gold top as well. And Anaconda, Anaconda, which is really Slash's homage to uh, Slash's homage to um, Sir Mixalot, right? I mean, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> his his Anaconda don't want none. <laughs> We don't judge on this show. Yeah, yeah, this is, we love a little Sir Mix-a-Lot. This is a good point. You know, we were just talking about how, like, you know, you know, Zepp. We, we were discovering Zeppelin right around the time all that stuff was popular, and that that is true. That's right. Um, you know what? Maybe I'm. Lo- I just googled it. Epiphone slash looks like Sweetwater. No, they don't. Sweetwater does not have it up. They have like this super. Yeah, no, it hasn't been. An, it hasn't been released yet. I'm trying to find the. Um, what, which pickups did they put in those things? I'm trying to find the specs on. You think I would have this stuff up? Again, we're not really we're not really prepared. Um, but yeah, so it's basically all of the all of his colors that he has with Gibson, 
and the, and it's this expired by Gib, inspired by Gibson Epiphone line, and it is all the colors. It's the red. It's the anaconda. It's his like um, uh, what is it called? Like the appetite for for appetite for destruction color, which is like this um, uh, what is that color, Dave? It's like a um, like a honey burst almost. Uh, yeah, I think he. Yeah, I think I he's calling it. it the appetite burst. I think it's like it's called something like that, right? Um, also, what was just released by Gibson not that long ago was what he's calling the Victoria Gold Top, that came out in December. They're doing an Epiphone version of that. So, I mean, this is really cool. If you are, it's in, a really cool looking line. Yeah, it really is. if you're interested and in, afford and affordable. Yeah, they're probably. If, yeah, if I'm gonna guess, they're probably gonna be in that 800 range. Right for an Epiphone, which if we're honest, like yeah. it's kind of a lot of money for like a Chinese made uh, made thing. Maybe it's not China. Maybe it's somewhere else in Southeast Asia or something. Um, and I'm not bashing that, but at the same time, like you know, that's a lot of money for you know South Asia, East Asian made guitar. But you know, at it the is, same time, they look. Like, awesome. I feel like if Slash is going to put his name on it, it's not going to be you know, it's not going to be terrible. Yeah, it, it can't. It's, it just can't be. And everybody knows, like we've been talking about this before, but the Epiphone, the new inspired by Gibson Epiphones, I've picked them up in the stores. They they are great. I mean, they play great. They sound good. And I think they will, you know, there's not a lot of specs on this, Dave. Uh, I, I don't think the official specs on this are out at all because it was it was essentially leaked by Slash on Instagram, right? Yeah, there's not much information. Yeah, yeah, I can't um, find a lot of info on no. this. But you can just see the colors. It's all the colors. Um, you know, the Appetite one has the has the zebra pickups like you would expect on the Appetite, Appetite for Destruction um, thing, which which is like a take on his classic his um Les Paul copy the the Derrig is the maker that made that for him for for the Appetite album. So yeah, they look they look incredible. So it's going to be cool, I, I, but, but but you know, I wanted to ask you though, Dave, cuz like, you know, remember like last week I was raving about um and it is called Appetite Verse. Oh, November Burst is the other one which is like a um oh, which is cool like name. like a like a tobacco burst kind of thing that is called the November Burst. Well, that's interesting. It's a t- tobacco burst, and it's called November burst. That's, uh, that's November. Well, it's not. It's it's, it's it's like a more like a fire burst, tobacco burst. It's it's really cool. Is it, but it's not. But it's not like the guitar he was playing in November in the November rain video. I mean, because that was more of a tobacco burst, right? If I remember correctly, was it? I think. I, yeah, I, I mean, I have to go back and watch the video. I mean, I think so. But you have to go back and watch the video. But uh, anyway, so you know, I was raving about this um, Emily Wolf epiphone that has like the diamond sound holes that i'm just like really excited about and then like i remembered why i got rid of my epiphone les paul and it's because it felt like well this is the thing i didn't know any better but then when i bought an american les paul i was like wait a minute a gibson i was like wait a minute like the feel on the neck it just feels like really heavy um finish on the neck i mean dave you had an epiphone les paul do you remember this feeling like it just feels like almost plasticky whereas when you pick up a gibson because of the nitro it's just much thinner and, and better feeling overall but what it, what it do you did. think about i think that? there's a little uh, yeah no i agree with you i think there's a little uh, although the epiphone that i had i think that was a great guitar i feel like you know i was giving up a, a good one but for for the better because i got the, the traditional that i have now but um the, the yeah no I know what you're saying I I don't know I mean I feel like and they probably come a long way in this new inspire this newer inspired by Gibson line you know I think they probably crank it up a, a few notches and I think you're probably gonna get a better instrument 
compared to what you got, you know, several years ago. It did, I'll tell you what, it did feel a little bit better to me, but it still has that heavy poly finish on it. So I don't know. I don't know, but I think, I think how much of that, how much of that is like mental? Though, yeah. Right? Nah, because you know, you're holding like a cheaper instrument. It's, it's for me, for me, it, for me, I think it got over the mental and into like reality, but maybe, you know, it's all my, everything's in your head. Right. So you you make a good point, Dave. It could be that. No, I think you, I think you make a good yeah. point in terms of the, you know, definitely the feel isn't, isn't really the, the same. Yeah. But, and I'm trying to remember, cause that was like three, almost three, like it was two and a half years ago now that I, the, that I last had that in my hand. So um, I remember a distinctive yeah, difference, but I will say like, you know, a lot of people get kind of down on the Epiphones. I think overall, like if you don't want to spend two grand plus for a Les Paul, you know, even new, they're hard to come by a lot under two grand. I mean, sorry, even used, they're really hard to come by a yeah, nice the, Les yes. Paul standard under two grand, even used is a lot of people are probably like, no, you can get them used easily. It's not that easy to get a really. It's not that easy to get and a the good price one. Points keep going up. Yeah, because right? the price points keep going up a little. Well, they actually came down a tiny bit when J.C. Curley in the game t- took over at Gibson, but they're still like on that twenty four hundred range. So, and they're still sought after. So, you know. Anyway, the the thing is like maybe you could get one for eighteen hundred, seventeen, eighteen hundred. That's still a lot of money that not a lot of people want to part with for a guitar. So like these Epiphones, like I said, I think they're a great way, you know, if you're really into, into Les Pauls and you want it, I think this is that they're a good way to go, you know, and you, you don't have to listen to this snobbery that I'm saying about the, the thick neck. <laughs> uh, cause, and, well, it's yeah. funny. It's funny you mentioned that because I may have some uh, on the next, on the next uh, tone deaf segment, which hopefully we'll bring back next week. I may have some breaking news. Speaking of Epiphone. Breaking but, news. Um, yeah, so well, we'll get to that in the next another podcast. Oh, geez, he's but I, I think it. I agree with you. I, I definitely agree with you that. But I think that the what you're talking about the line that's out now or the the level of Epiphone that's out now is is far superior to what was out even you know three years ago. Yeah, three four years. I think ago. that's right. So I think you're you're definitely going to get much more value for your money. The average person, I mean, you and I have had this conversation. I don't think in a in a in a vacuum that you can really tell which guitar is what in a in a real like sound test, right? If you were like in a brief sound test, I'm not talking about you get to hold and play the guitar. I'm just talking oh, no. about you, you know. actual. You know, yeah, that that's that's what? so true. You know, I mean, and maybe Rob Chapman when he puts his blindfold on, he can tell the difference. Um, which I think he's actually pretty good at telling the difference. I, I'd like, you know, we should like probably do, we should probably do that on our own and see how we do with that. We, we'd have to get a, I don't think neither of us own an Epiphone anymore, but we're gonna have to find like someone who has an Epiphone and, and, yeah, and try this and that. try a blindfold challenge or maybe our local guitar store will let us do it. I don't know. Um, but that's another thing, but yeah, I mean, I, I think, you know, I think I'm still going to get some kind of ES-335 type guitar that's an Epiphone because I'm I'm not willing to to part with, you know, two plus grand um, because I'm ES-curious. Um, so. Oh, now you're, so you're, last week you were tele-curious and now you're ES-curious. Yeah, we talked about that last week that I was ES-curious too. Um, so, I think I'm a little ES-curious myself. Yeah, I think you are. So that Emily Wolf thing, ooh, that looks so good with the freaking. It looks pretty good. Yeah, so, I, so I'm still interested in that, like, you know, 
regardless of the uh, the poly f- finish, you know. Well, I'll tell you what, my my Fender American Pro that's behind me here has a poly finish, and the thing feels. I thought you got the Fender American Amateur. F- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look for that meme. <laughs> Coming out soon. Barely stays in tune. <laughs> <laughs> the Fender American Amateur. When you want to pay, <laughs> when you want to play a bar gig. And you can only play a few chords. This is the guitar for you. <laughs> this is the guitar that you want. Yes. Defender American Amateur. <laughs> <laughs> and then next year they come out with the American Amateur 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's stay tuned for that. The 2 Amateur. But anyway, I'm excited. We'll, we'll see whenever Epiphone gets around to, to releasing these things. But I'm kind of excited about this, Dave. So. Well, now, you know, if you're going to get a new guitar, the question obviously goes to what are you going to plug it into in terms of pedals, which brings us to our next topic. Very good point. So I thought it'd be fun because we don't we haven't really talked about a lot of the gear that we own uh, that Dave and I own. It's it's kind of like it's cool to talk about your favorite stuff. So we figured we'd talk about that. So I wanted to talk about what we see as our favorite drive pedals that we own right that we think that we own that are tried and true and we just love that everybody has their own favorite drive pedals i figured it'd be fun if we just tell you what ours are and we'll just go from there so dave you want to start you want me to start oh yeah 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 go for it okay so what's on my board now which i cannot live without is the jhs bonsai which is the the tube screamer thing so there's eight different is it eight or is it nine i think it's eight eight different tube screamers kind of within this pedal. There's like a dial and it's all analog. You know, Josh Smith kind of geniusly wired this thing up. So, you know, you switch it and it's, and it tweaks the circuit just that much. So you got like your classic, like T the 808, the nine, the 10, and you have like the JS JHS modded tube screamer. And you also have the, the Keeley modded tube screamer, which is one of my, I, I actually alternate between the Keeley modded that he has in there and the JHS modded tube screamers that are in there. He also has like the boss OD one. He has that in there as well. So he's got all these circuits built into this one pedal and it's incredible. I cannot live without it. Um, the, uh, so that's one, that's probably like my favorite. I remember one. when that, I, I was at your house when that thing showed up and at the time I had just bought used, one of my favorite pedals and we were we were literally doing an ab and it was kind of fun yeah what so was that, that. Are, are we going to talk about that pedal well we'll, we'll get into that okay. when i get into mine okay so yeah. i'll give you my other my my going. second my second favorite drive pedal another one that i would have a hard time living without is the wampler tumness right now i think everybody can probably agree that wampler dave's i probably stole one of dave's um, but Wampler is the king of drive pedals, in my opinion. I think his drive pedals are absolutely incredible. Um, so if you don't own a Wampler drive pedal of any kind, then you gotta you gotta buy. And I would say if you buy one, just buy the Tumnus because it is an incredible pedal. It's a clone clone or a clone, <laughs> 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 and it is it is really really nice. And it has like the full range frequency, right? You can use it as a clean boost, which I I, I actually love, you know, I love to pair it with, I have to stack it with the Tube Screamer where I have the Tube Screamer and then I put in the Tumnus after it and it just is like all this gain and you get, and you put a little delay on and you get these screaming lead tones, right? Um, 
So that's awesome. But you can, I also love to put the tom. Yeah, that's a good, that's a great stack. It, it is a great stack. I love the, you know, the two, any tube screamer and clawn kind of combo are the way to go. In my opinion, the other thing, the other thing I love to do with the Tumnus is put it on my clean. So like in my band, we play a lot of like dancey stuff and I'll put the clean, I'll put my clean tone in if, if I want a little bit of boost and just like a little bit of edge or breakup. I, I kick in the Tumnus and it just sounds so good. I remember there was, I'll tell you a quick story about that. There was one, one time where, um, and I told you guys before, I'm not the lead guitar player. I, I'm the singer in my band. And then I occasionally play guitar when my guitar player deems it appropriate. Uh, <laughs> I love you, Paul, if you're listening. Um, but, um, but I remember like one song we were doing and I had on this combination where I was had this clean tone and we, I, we've, we've talked about this before where we use the helix. I use an HX stomp. He, he uses a helix floor. So we had like similar models running. We had like the deluxe reverb. So like just straight up clean tones. And I like kicked on the Tumnus for like a little bit of hair. And he was like, what are you doing with your tone? It sounds awesome. It sounds so much better than mine. And I was like, I was like, like, Paul, it's it's this pedal. You got to do it. And so he doesn't have any pedals. He doesn't have the pedal, have any pedals because he has like the Helix floor. But then I told him, I go, you know, in the Helix, there's a Klon uh, model and you should use that so that's what he did and he was like so happy with it so you know i guess it's a, like, it really is an amazing pedal yeah it really is yeah like for me so what's your third what's your third oh geez my third i wasn't even prepared for my third dave um you came up with this topic and you're not even prepared so my third so so i've covered all the major ones and this isn't going to be a surprise to you guys so i've covered you know tube screamer classic circuit clon classic circuit the other classic circuit is the blues breaker circuit and for me, and this is a little bit controversial, for me, I'm going to stick with Wampler on this and go with his Pantheon. Oh, I, oh I'm surprised. Yeah, okay. yeah, because I do, you know, and look, no offense to JHS. Like I said, my fa- favorite. I was, my I'm favorite, surprised. I thought you, that's where you were you going. You thought I was going for the Morning Glory, Dave? Yes. Yeah, so look, there's nothing wrong with the the Morning Glory. The Morning Glory is actually an incredible pedal. Can it's I so, take a stab at this? Are you going so Pantheon good. here? What's that? Are you going Pantheon? I said, yeah, I said Pantheon. You didn't hear me? I didn't hear you, no. Yeah, I, I don't listen. <laughs> you don't listen to this podcast. Couldn't hear yeah, my No, uh, no, headphones. absolutely. It's the Pantheon. Because, and the reason I picked the Pantheon over the, um, over the Morning Glory is because there's just more tweakability with the gain. Even though the Morning Glory does have that switch where you can have a little bit of gain, I like how, you know, in class or classic Wampler style, he's always got a little bit more gain in there. And it just kind of saturates a little bit more, and, and it just it's killer. And you know, and I and I'll actually say the way that I I mentioned that I use the the Tumnus on the clean tone for most of my dry pedals, I use it into an already dirty amp, right? Like a Marshally kind of kind of kind of broken up tone, like a crunch tone, and then I layer stuff on that to get really into the to the more harder rock stuff. Anyway, so those are my three. Dave, what do you got? Those are your three. Those are that's a pretty that's a pretty hard list to beat. And in fact, well, I'm only going to beat two. Th- I'm only going to beat two thirds of it. All right. Say that again. It's not, yeah. not a competition, all right. All right. is go. it? So, all right, you started with a with a screamer. I'm going to start with one. I actually, and the one we were talking about is the Green Rhino. Oh. I really like this pedal. I really do. And um, I think what I like about it is the is the uh, the adjustment, the frequency, the highs, the high and low adju- uh, frequency adjustments you can make on it, and it, it because when if you're playing that into a, a dirty amp and you just want to and you just want to boost it and you don't want the gain to be crazy you really have to do play around with that a little bit and and i don't know 
Um, I've never owned a, a real tube screamer, so I don't know how that would sound, but I really do like that that pedal. Yeah. We've talked about tube screamers enough now. Um, I've played it. It's a great pedal. And that's 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 way huge, right, Dave? It's a way huge. And I really, yeah. And I, and I got a second way huge on my list. But before we get there... Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Tumnus as well. But nice. I, you have the the Tumnus Mini, and I have the Deluxe. Oh, and that's I think right. The versatility on that is really great, and it's got. Um, of course, I'm forgetting as I'm trying to look over there, and I can't see in the dark over here. What that little that uh, that switch? Um, it's like a hot. Uh, I forget that the switch that it. Uh, the Deluxe the, has the that. Yeah, it's got oh, that. Oh, yeah, that's that, cool. Like that, not that tight to whatever that whatever they have. I should I should know. Well, this. again, Wampler um, Wampler always has this way to give you a little bit more gain. It's incredible. Just a little bit more gain. Yeah. Now, it's funny because I I was going back and forth between the Green Rhino and the and the Clarksdale. That's a great pedal as well. But I I, I landed on the Green Rhino. The, the Tumnus. That is. You were right. You were the one that convinced me to get one. It, that thing is just sounds. <laughs> amazing. Such a great pedal. It's such. A, it's one of my favorite things. To, to turn on i really so you like, like anytime i just want like scream and gain i just and i and i keep the game cranked on that thing <laughs> i love it yeah i mean experiment with it with a little bit less gain and it's awesome too but it, it sounds great will cross the spectrum but yeah that's actually good like an honorable mention is the clarksdale which is um which is wampler's uh tube screamer circuit and it's and it's you like that i don't think i've played that i really i do like it yeah. and i and i use i i'll i'll play with it as in a lower gain setting and mm. it's, that, that's also got like that uh i think he calls it like a big and smooth switch so you can really tighten it up um it's it's a really great pedal and uh, <laughs> both is. both the both the tumnus deluxe and the and the clarksdale have you know three band eq and it's it's those he he really knows he he really does he really puts out great he stuff he knows his drive pedals all right so that's he knows his drive so that's two sure. so the third one and this might throw you a curveball i actually really like my swollen pickle <laughs> as you take a drink don't spit it out <laughs> <laughs> As I try to tell you about my swollen pickle. Yeah, what's up with the swollen pickle? Tell me about it. It's a fuzz, but yeah, it's that's not a just fuzz. a fuzz. Yeah. It is a fuzz. It is a crunch. It is It is all sorts of stuff. Oh, cool. And there are so many along the spectrum of tones you can get from this pedal. It's amazing. And in fact, and I haven't had it that long, I'm still trying to figure out how to get back to the tones I was originally getting out of the thing. And, I, and it's frustrating me that I can't get back to it because <laughs> there's so much you can do with this thing. It can just be a, you can just put it on as a as a as a as a as a and get some crunch tones from it. You can get some real deep fuzz tones, like real traditional fuzz, um, like a um, uh, you know like fuzz face sounds yep. and 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 um, what about like big muff sounds? And big or I'm sorry, not fuzz face, uh, big muff sounds. And yeah, you can get, you can get all that. <laughs> yeah, that's a but cool the, pedal. It, it's a very cool pedal. There's a lot you can do with it, and it definitely. Uh, tops my list in three nice you know i actually think way huge like it's it's kind of like a sleeper brand that's out there because like it's they've been around for a while but they make some killer yeah, pedals yeah. i remember like josh scott was talking about how he thought their clon is probably one of the best clon clones out there i forget what it's called um oh yeah uh you're talking about the conspiracy theory? the conspiracy theory yeah, exactly right yeah 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 like josh yeah. was raving about that that like he it, was raving yeah yeah, yeah. and it, maybe it is i don't know but i think you're right with those other pedals the pickle is obviously a very popular pedal and so is the rhino it's a really good it's a great pedal i mm. mean like i said there's so much there's so much you can get out of it and 
Uh, I think I've just really scratched the surface playing around with it. Well, if I didn't, but yeah, that's my that's my list of three. Nice. If I didn't already have a million drive pedals, maybe I would consider getting a way huge pedal. Think I think you, you think should. I should. I also maybe we'll be talking about this on the next Guitar Dads podcast <laughs> next week when in, in our tone deaf segment we might have a few things to be talking about. All right. Well, there's your teaser for next week, everybody. That was the Guitar Dads Podcast. We'll uh, see you next week. Bye-bye.